Hello, friends. <laughs> That's my best Jim Nance, as it is now March 1st. And guys, before we get to today's episode of the Jack Vita Show, I just want to give a couple of plugs here, a couple of shout-outs. Number one, Paramount Plus is launching on Thursday, March 4th. Paramount Plus, you're about to open up a whole world of entertainment it was formerly CBS All Access, at least it will be for the next few days, and it will be transitioning to Paramount+. Plus. Now, if you already have CBS All Access, you will not need to create a new account. Your transition will carry over to Paramount+. Plus. The rates won't change, but Paramount+, Plus is about to add a lot of and I mean a lot of awesome content, as it incorporates all of the Viacom properties, Paramount Films, and a bunch of new series and movies that will only be available on Paramount+, Plus, including a spinoff of The Real World, a revival of Road Rules, The Challenge All-Stars, an exclusive season of MTV's The Challenge, actually a new series. You can only catch that on Paramount+. Plus. Now, here's the deal, guys. Paramount Plus is a proud sponsor of this show. So for everyone that listens to this show and listens carefully here, I have a pretty sweet deal for each of you that you can get 50% off your new subscription to Paramount Plus, but hurry because it will expire on Thursday. This offer ends after Wednesday, March 3rd. So you're going to need to pounce on this pretty quick. You can get 50% off your new subscription for a year. So step one, go to jackvita.com slash paramount. That's number one. Make sure you use that link. And as long as you use that link, then (laughs) you're also contributing to this show because every time you sign up through that link, this show is supported financially. So whenever someone makes their first payment to Paramount Plus via jackvita.com slash Paramount, you are contributing to this show. So not only are you getting a great new streaming service, but you're also contributing to the Jack Vita show. Now, if you do not go through that link, then I will not get monetarily compensated for that. So make sure you go through the first step one, jackvita.com slash Paramount. Step two, select annual plans. Now, there are two different kinds of annual plans you can get. Number one is the minimal one, and that would be, normally it would be $60 for a whole year. Uh, It would be $30 in this case. Now, however, that does feature advertisements. So if you do not want to sit through commercials, you might want to look into the $100 for a whole year ad-free. So your first year, that would be $50 for the whole year. And you'll also get going with a seven-day free trial. So again, if you're on the fence about this, you can hop in, you can check it out, you might want to cancel, you can cancel before the end of those seven days. Otherwise, you'll be making a payment for either $30 or $50, your selection, of course, for that. And then you'll have a whole year for of Paramount Plus, so you can check it out. And then you can cancel at any time if you don't want to keep it past that first year. Step three... Upon checkout, after going to jackvita.com slash paramount and selecting an annual plan, step three, at checkout, enter the promo code Paramount Plus. That's all one word, Paramount, the word plus, not the, not the abbreviation, not the plus sign, P-L-U-S, Paramount Plus, no space, all one word, 
it will then say at checkout that your plan will either be 60 or 100 for a year, but you get 50% off the first year. So it's a pretty sweet deal, but you guys are going to need to hurry up because it's not going to be available past Wednesday. Hey, if you miss out on that deal and you're catching this episode after the fact, well, you could still check out Paramount Plus. I'm sure they'll have some other good deals in store for you. At least get started on that seven-day free trial, and you could pay at a monthly rate, which would be a little easier for you to opt out of at any time. But the annual plan is a way you can save money and enjoy a wide variety of content. And by the way, when you do this, again, you're supporting this show. So make sure you share those instructions with your friends, anyone you know who wants to get Paramount Plus. Tell them I sent you jackvita.com slash paramount annual plan promo code paramount plus and before we get into today's show i just want to say we have a lot of really fun content coming up and i know all of you are very excited it's march 1st it's the best time of year in my opinion at least the start of it in sports we got March Madness going into gear in two weeks. Right now, things are really uh, heating up in college basketball, as we will discuss today. Make sure you subscribe to this show so you don't miss out, as we will be recapping every single round of the NCAA tournament. Share the show with your friends, guys. We need, well, I really want, this is an opportunity time right now to grow our audience and get this out to new people. I know a lot of people are looking for some good content with March Madness and in addition to March Madness, we got Major League Baseball season beginning in just just a few weeks. <laughs> Spring training games are being played right now. We got our MLB preview series going right now. I just previewed the American League West last week with Anthony Franz. We'll be releasing the National League West preview later this week, which I recorded last week with Michaela Perkins. So Dodgers or Padres, I don't know. You're going to want to listen to that. Y'all, make sure you subscribe so you can get those notifications and you don't miss out on any of these episodes. Uh, wherever it is that you listen to this podcast, hit subscribe right now. Don't miss out. Better yet, go to my website, jackvita.com. Click on one of the pieces that I've written and submit your email address. Get on our emailing list. Once again, that way you will know whenever we have fresh content available because there's going to be a lot over this next month or two. Finally, my last request, and then no more uh, no more ads, no more plugs. We'll just dive right into it. My last request for you all is to go check out the Jack Vita Show on Apple Podcasts, and please submit a five-star rating and a review. So just hit write a review, hit that five-star, and then you can write anything there. Just You can tell me your favorite episode of this podcast, or you can even, if you don't have a whole lot of thoughts, just write great pod <laughs> or something of that nature. But every single one of those reviews, every single number one of those subscribers is a huge help as we try to grow this podcast. And I try to build my brand here with jackvita.com, trying to do the best that I can as I'm doing this as a full-time thing and not really making a whole lot of money at this time, but that's okay because I love it. And I'm very excited about the future of this show, the future of my website. But right now, we just got to get more subscribers, more reviews, and uh, share it with your friends. So those are my requests for the day. Uh, subscribe, write a review. And uh, if you are interested in that Paramount Plus, make sure you pounce on that before 
the deal expires Wednesday night at midnight. All right, y'all, let's get to today's show. What's up, y'all, and welcome into the Jack Vita Show. I'm your host, Jack Vita, here on March 1st, 2021. It's a Monday. Oh, this is such a great time of year. We're talking college basketball today, two weeks out from Selection Sunday and the beginning of March Madness, and I have a great guest joining us here, returning to the show, first time in a couple months, Jake Poliga. Welcome back. Hey, Jack. Thanks for having me on. Always a pleasure. Oh, it's great to have you here, Jake, and especially right now, it's just, this is, I have to say, in my opinion, this is best time of the year in the world of sports. Yeah, I, I would agree with you on that one. You know, these next, these next two weeks are, it's still spring training baseball and, you know, regular season basketball, yep. but right when we get into the, you know, the conference tournament play and start getting in the, in the stretch run of spring training where you're seeing your guys go, you know, maybe a couple more innings and then, you know, selection Sunday really just, I couldn't agree more selection Sunday kicks off that best time of the year for me. So for me, it actually starts with the conclusion of the Super Bowl. So I like NFL, and I mean, I should say I really like NFL. I am an NFL fan, um, but for me, my two favorites are college basketball and Major League Baseball, and I feel like once the NFL is over, we're able to breathe, and the NFL takes up a lot of oxygen, and so once you kind of are able to move on from the NFL and focus in on this college basketball and you get this stretch of where really I feel like it's a good combination of a lot of things. Whereas if you're a huge NFL fan and you're really into some of the off-season stuff, there's been a lot of off-season maneuvering. You have the draft combine that makes way for the draft and free agency. And then if you're a baseball person you're just breathing optimism in getting ready for the season even i feel like even the marlins fans right now are pretty uh, hopeful everyone's got that hope it's springtime the days are getting longer it's getting warmer outside and then you have all these meaningful college basketball games so for me it actually begins around the start of february and i'd say it's pretty much for me i'd say from like february 1st through march madness or, or however you want to, I, this is the beginning. It just keeps getting better, better, better. March Madness, best time of the year. That goes into opening day. And then uh, really up through, I think really the only other time of the year that could rival this is when you get the Major League Baseball playoffs and you have every single sport in full swing at the same time uh, in the fall. Oh, yeah. No, I couldn't agree more. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I like like this, this, this time right now, you know, when you're getting your, your uh, excitement for the MLB season. And then, you know, the, the tournament is really just the best spectacle in sports for me. And yeah, so you're, you're, yeah, you, you, hit it on, you hit it on the head there, Jack. <laughs> and it's even great for me. I'm call, I'm doing this show out in the suburbs of Tampa. I'm down here for a couple of weeks, just chilling and try to get to some spring training games. Uh, Jake, it's like 80 degrees. And I started this morning off by taking a jump in the pool that we're staying at here at the Airbnb. Oh, I, I'm very jealous <laughs> of that. We're up here and it's it's still below freezing here. All the snow's melted. 
uh, melt around my house, but you know, we're still working with like 30, 31 degrees. So <laughs> I'm, I'm jealous. <laughs> well, hopefully it'll warm up soon. Again, that's why I love the springtime, warmer weather, whereas in the fall, you're moving away from warmer weather. So that's where big time spring yeah, and summer. No, All right, no Jake, doubt. we have so much to get into from the world yep. of college basketball. And really, I'm glad you're here because it was such a wild week. I was on the road. I spent uh, without really a whole lot of TV access, but that was fine because I was in Nashville and I was enjoying the city and uh, hanging out and had some good food. And uh, then where pretty much was on the road the whole day, including fortunately, there were a lot of big games this past week that I actually missed, Jake. Yeah, there was a lot of good games. I didn't have the luxury of sitting at my uh, okay. sitting on the couch and watching all these games. <laughs> I actually had uh, my my fantasy baseball draft last night, <laughs> so 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 it's been an eventful twenty four hours, you know, cramming for the draft and right there. But uh, but you know, I was able to watch a little bit of it, and and I think this is actually, I'd say, this is about as locked into um, you know, to to a uh, college basketball season as I've been in a couple of years. You know, I've, I've watched a lot of Big Ten basketball. It, it helps with you know them being arguably the best conference of all time and <laughs> and I think this is just a really intriguing college basketball season because you know you're getting you're getting bad seasons poor seasons from like the Duke Kentucky Kansas those guys yeah. and then you're getting you're getting an incredible you know incredible season from Gonzaga and then Big 10 you know speaks for itself and everything and, and as a Big 10 guy as a as a Purdue Boilermaker I'm I'm excited <laughs> about it too cuz it makes us look even better. <laughs> yeah, let's start with the Big Ten. So we had some interesting games really over the last week. I can read some of these results. Uh, I did catch Iowa yesterday beating Ohio State pretty significantly, 73-57. to 57. Ohio State now has lost three straight games, two of those games coming at home. They're looking all out of sorts after, at least it's only been a few games, but ever since that uh, that Michigan game last weekend, they haven't they haven't bounced back. Yeah, no, it's, it's been a little weird to see. They're missing the big man, um, I believe Kyle, uh, I don't want to say Kyle Smith, but the big, yeah. you know, they're big forward, and, and he's definitely a big presence, you know. It's, uh, it's definitely a key piece that they're missing out there, but but yeah, I mean they're they're playing close games, and I think it just I think that just speaks to the to the depth of the Big Ten really. I mean, there's not an easy win, and you know I, Ohio State is going to have to go through a going through a really tough tough stretch in their schedule right now. I'm playing right. you know playing twos and ones, twos and three seeds almost every <laughs> almost every week. So so it's just it, it's it's the age of the Big Ten this year. I mean, they're going to be battle tested teams, and and that's why I think it's going to you know really benefit them come tourney time. They do have Illinois on Friday, so that should be a really good game. And but Michigan State really was the talk of the town in terms of the Big Ten this past week. Up until yesterday, they rattled off two huge wins. They beat. Ohio State on Thursday. They locked down Io Desunmu on Tuesday, and Illinois Illinois lost that game. I believe that was on Tuesday night. They that was really telling. I was really interested because that made me wonder. And Andrew Stem and I talked about this last week. What can Illinois do if Desunmu gets locked down and he can't score? Are they going to be able to win games? Uh, they did not look very good in that loss to Michigan State last week yeah i think i think they've got enough talent kofi kofi coburn is you know one of the top tier big pens in the in all of college basketball yeah and and they've got a lot of they've got a lot of depth around them good uh you know good veteran veteran core or veteran 
um, you know, role players around the block. And and Co- and, uh, and I was her right now. Once he gets back, if he if he can come back the Big Ten tournament, you know, get his feet back under him, I think they're going to be a team that I'm I'm definitely going to be picking to go pretty far because it's my recipe for the tournament. I know everyone wants to look at it their own way, but I I, I look at it as I think you got to have you got to have one star, a ball control star, so a guard, someone who can you know hit hit, hit a big shot late in the game and and you know get you a bucket. And then I look at I look at another key aspect of uh, of, of these tournament teams. And I see I like to see a you know a dominant big man, and Illinois is real for those. They've got yeah. Io Io and Kofi, and and so I think that that combo right there if those guys are playing well in the tournament they're going to be as tough to beat as anyone especially you know coming out of the dominant big 10 so i think i think they're i I think people are them and ohio state both i'd say people you know maybe a little a little bit too worried about them right now (laughs) overreaction i think they're both going to be fine probably should both get a one or two seed well they can't both get a one seed because we're probably looking at baylor Michigan, Michigan's locked up a one seed at this point, barring something really crazy happens. Gonzaga, and then probably one of these two slides in as a number one. In fact, right now Illinois is projected as that one seed. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking my what I'd bet on is I'd bet Michigan and Illinois get the one, and then uh, yeah. and then Iowa, Ohio State get two because yeah, they're saying uh, so. This this actually this is going to be a little fun fact here. This should be if it if it all goes right and these four teams you know do get that one two seed combo, then it's gonna be the first conference ever to have four one and two seeds ever. So wow, pretty interesting, pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's real crazy. And Illinois did come back uh, nicely from that loss to uh, that loss to Michigan State. They bounced back on Saturday and they had a good win over Wisconsin. 74-69. Wisconsin is another one people are unsure about right now. Yeah, Wisconsin is actually a team um, I I think might be a little just a little bit overrated. Um, you know, I and they're projected right now as like a like a five or six seed. Yeah, and I I don't think that's too far off, but I just think you know they've got the they got the brand. They're Wisconsin basketball, but I don't even think they're a top five six team in the Big Ten to be honest. I think. I think Maryland and Rutgers, both teams that, that you can make an argument or, you know, have better talent on the floor. Michigan State's just a, they're a well-coached team. Aaron Henry's incredible and uh, and Josh Langford's a beast too. But other than that, I mean, it's a young team with just not Michigan State level talent like you're used to seeing. Yeah. And then Michigan State, you mentioned Michigan State. I mean, they're probably, I mean, especially with that loss yesterday. So, Maryland, that was a really big game for both those teams because both these teams were right around, I think. So Michigan State is now 7-10 and 10 in Big Ten play, and Indiana is 2 for that matter. They both are 7-10. and 10. Then you have Rutgers and Maryland both at 9-9. Nine and nine. I personally don't think a team should ever get into the NCAA tournament with a losing conference record unless they obviously secure an automatic bid. So I have to think with that loss, I mean, again, Michigan State, it looked like they were showing so much signs of life with those wins uh, this past week against number four and number five in the country. And it looked like they were starting to come together. And some of these other schools like Duke and Kansas have been playing better down the stretch here. But I think that Michigan State is out at this time. Maryland's probably in because Maryland 
not only did they secure that victory, they're at nine and nine, but up next they have uh, Northwestern and Penn State. I think they're a pretty safe, uh, pretty safe team to get in now. They've won both. I mean, they've won five straight too. Yeah, yeah. No, you're you're exactly right. I mean, especially if they handle those two games, which they, which they should, then I think they're absolutely locked to get in. And uh, and touching on Michigan State, like you just did. I, I agree with you. I think if you're if you're below 500 in conference play in in you know 99 percent of seasons, I think that's that's just you know <laughs> that's warranted of you know not making the tournament. But this year the Big Ten is so freaking good, and for and, and for Michigan State, they play uh, they've got two matchups versus Michigan in two of the last three games, and. Mm. If, I think if they can win one of those, another one out of that is at, at home versus IU. So assuming they beat IU at home and then win one of those Michigan games, I think I think they could you know sneak in at at uh, what nine and eleven in the Big Ten, nine and eleven in the Big Ten, and and still with some really good wins, I could see Michigan State getting in, and I think they should. And then I think from the perspective of you know the it's an entertainment business. I think they're going to want to put, <laughs> right. you know, a blue blood like Michigan State in there. Well, I would like them in. I think that'd be, even though I don't think that teams that have a losing record should get in, I that's definitely a good case, and I would want them in because it'd be good entertainment, and they'd be dangerous for that matter, too. Yep, exactly. And, I mean... I don't know, man. It, it, they'd probably get, what, 11 seeds, the largest uh, at-large <laughs> bid you can get. And yeah. so... They'd be an 11 seed, and, and it just costs for good entertainment, like you just said. I mean, 7 11 matchup, and, and then they play a two seed. 6 11. Could you imagine Michigan State? Yeah. 6 11? Oh, yeah, you're right. 6 11. But no, yeah, that'd be. Yeah, but, but I'd, lo- I'd like to see that. Yeah, I, I think it's real interesting. So just taking a, a quick look here at the Big Ten, you've got Michigan, Illinois, Iowa, Purdue, Ohio State, Wisconsin. Those are you're really your top six. Uh, and then. Maryland and Rutgers at 500. Those are eight teams and Michigan state could sneak in. But at this time, we're probably looking at an eight bid big 10, uh, eight as a big 10, uh, an eight team league, I should say eight bid league. Last year, we were potentially seeing maybe 10 or 11. It's the fact that these Indiana and Minnesota teams haven't, they're just not, uh, they're not close enough to 500 to warrant anything really past that, I don't think. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And I, I, it's it's just, the, you know, the top heavy nature of this conference too. It's, it's a great yeah. conference top to bottom, but at the top, you know, those top four teams are just incredible and, and they've really, you know, done their damage on the rest of the, they've done their damage on the Rutgers, Maryland's and IU's like, and, and the Minnesota's, you know, those are all teams that, that, you know, in another conference, they might make the tournament. Even Minnesota's got one of the best players in the country too. And they were a bit of a disappointment this year. And like I said, it's just that it's just a conference this year. It's incredible. So Michigan with their two wins over Indiana and Iowa this past week, and you had Baylor losing, which we'll get to. Michigan is now moving into uh, their number, the number two team in the country at eighteen and one. Yeah, I think personally, Jack, I, I would put Michigan as as my one seed just just because of straight schedule. But I do think Gonzaga is a better team. But I look at it as you know they do all their you know these um, group one group one wins and and all this you know all the analytics that go behind it in Michigan. To to go 
13 and one, and what would they be? 15 and one, 16 and one by the time it's over. 16 and one in the best, in arguably the best conference of <laughs> of all time. That 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 says a lot more to me than Gonzaga, you know, going undefeated and you know mid major conference and and so. I, I'm not. I'm not trying to, you know, burst anyone's bubble or piss off any Gonzaga fans. But, uh, <laughs> but, but I think Michigan. You know, they got a good argument as anyone for that number one seed overall. Yeah, they do. But I, I do think Gonzaga. They're undefeated. Yeah. My one concern for Gonzaga, and they've had the quality wins too. They've beaten Virginia. They've beaten. Uh, they beat BYU twice, as which is really the only team that's somewhat close to them in the in the west coast conference um but then outside of that uh, you're looking at they beat iowa they beat kansas so they have the signature wins they're undefeated my concern with gonzaga however moving into this tournament is the fact that it's been such a long time outside of those byu games they ha- really haven't played anyone at least over the last two months that's been up to that uh up to the caliber of these teams that they're going to face uh, in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, they're they're not going to be nearly as battle tested as most of these teams. And and yeah, you're right. I mean, their their tough games were all in the beginning of their schedule, and, and you've even seen them lately kind of start to slow down. And it seems like they're just getting in that you know looking looking too for, too much forward in March. And and I, I mean, they're gonna they're gonna finish undefeated, and they're probably gonna get that that number one overall seed. But they're gonna be a team that. That's gonna, you know, be on, be on a kind of an upset watch in the tournament. You know, that if they get a, good, uh, if they get a good eight nine seed in the second round, it's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting. Would you feel better about Gonzaga if they lost a game before the tournament? I, I think I would personally. I kind, I kind of would too, man. I'm, I'm all about that stuff. Like, like the page, like your little Belichick talk about, like, oh, if we would have lost a game in that eighteen zero season, then we would have. We would have definitely won the Super Bowl, and you know that stuff happens all the time. Like the Steelers this year, undefeated. It's true though; that stuff gets to your head, and you know you get get too cocky, and you start just you know kind of sleepwalking through games. And and I don't know; they're they're such a talented team that I'm I'm gonna feel fine about them. I don't think they're gonna get upset or anything like that. I think they should be should be a lock to make a lock as much as anyone to make the final with the talent they've got on the floor. But yeah, like you said, I mean the strength schedule thing, and especially the second half of their their schedule, not really playing much. It's going to be tough. It is going to be tough, and I do think that there is something to that. When you, if you can lose a game right now and get that out of your system, and then bounce back from it nicely, I mean there is something to having a kick in the rear that really gets you ready, and you can bounce back from that adversity. And unfortunately, you have no chance to come back from a loss in the NCAA tournament. That's it. So I I do think that that'd be good for them. I also say pivoting over to another one of these really good, I don't know if you want to call them a mid-major or at least not one of the power five, uh, Houston, the American, they suffered a a loss uh, about a week ago to Wichita State. And prior to that, they'd been blowing everyone out. They're a similar story where they haven't Obviously, the the American hasn't been terrific this year. It's been better in the past. But since that loss, they've looked like Houston once again, and they're killing teams. They killed USF uh, yesterday, 98-52. 
I, I, what do you think about Houston? And bef- before I, um, I let you get to that question, I should also mention Houston and Memphis coming up next Saturday, which is really a chance for Memphis to secure their spot in the NCAA tournament with a win there. Yeah, Houston's actually a team that, that I was really intrigued by earlier in the season. And I haven't been able to watch much of, you know, too much Houston basketball, but for their team, I, I think it definitely be a, no, a nice sleeper pick. I think they're going to be overlooked come tournament time, just as a you know not non power five conference. And but they're a really really good basketball team, and I'm definitely excited to watch them. And it'll definitely be a team that I'm kind of you know banking on the tournament. Assume like a two three seed something like that, but <laughs> but we'll see. Yeah, I'd like to touch on a few other of these schools that are the mid majors. So. The uh, Mountain West has been a good conference this year. They have, you're looking at San Diego State, Utah State, Boise State, Colorado State. All four of those teams are really good this year. Nevada's a good team. So San Diego State, these were a couple of the, if you're someone that keeps an eye on the mid-major stuff, Andrew said last week to look out for these two games. San Diego State played two straight at home against Boise State. They played on Thursday and Saturday. San Diego State won both those games. They're in the driver's seat in the Mountain West. And, I mean, really, you could see a couple, potentially, this could be a two, maybe a three-bid league, probably a two-bid league, I would guess, at this time. But San Diego State has now won 10 or 11 in a row and is starting to heat up. Obviously, it's not as talented of a team as they have. It's just an all-time great San Diego State team probably the best team they've ever had but uh, san diego state is is heating up here at the right time yeah man it's exciting I, I love seeing you know some of these little guys some of these non non-power five conferences i love seeing put out you know put out three or four three or four at-large bids that's exciting stuff <laughs> i mean it's that's, that just speaks to you know college basketball this year it's this is probably the most one of the most unique years that that we've had in a long time especially with like all the covid stuff yeah and so it's gonna be it, there's gonna be teams like that you know san diego state could uh could make a deep run in the tournament and really jolt that program so so yeah it's exciting stuff yeah and then another one from mountain west over the last few days similarly utah state had a doubleheader at home against nevada and these were important games for both teams. If either wants to get in or try to get an at-large bid, I, I guess I don't really know if Nevada would have gotten a bit an at-large. I'm hoping that we can see Utah State and San Diego State both in this year. And, uh, I mean, Boise, unfortunately for them, they lost. Colorado State does have a chance as well. But Utah State, they got they won both those doubleheaders on, uh, on Friday and Sunday they have a really good player. He's a heck of a player. He's probably one of the best players that people aren't really talking about. Utah State, if they could get in, they're another one of these uh, sleeper teams that I like yeah. to uh, maybe pull off a little bit of March magic. Yeah, yeah. And, and like I just said, I think they're going to be another team that's overlooked and and a team that you can uh, you know you can kind of kind of bet on in, in March and hope that you know just uh, just you know the general public's looking over these little guys and, and just looking at them as, you know, a little mid-major major guy, but they're a legitimate squad, so so it's exciting. Yeah, very exciting. Lots of, lots of good stuff going on over there. Uh, have you been keeping an eye on any other mid-majors that have impressed you this year, Jake? Yeah, so yeah, I've actually been, uh, I've watched a couple of VCU games, and, and they're a team that, that was intriguing. I saw them, um, you know, right on the bubble, and looks like they're going to get in. And VCU is just 
for whatever reason, Jack, there's a team I've always kind of enjoyed watching, you know, them, (laughs) them in press Virginia and, (laughs) and I don't know, Wichita state back in the day. Those were, those were some teams that I've always enjoyed. So I'll root for VCU. Hopefully they get in and, you know, maybe, maybe do some damage. Yeah. It'll be real interesting. Whatever happens with this a 10 tournament is going to be so wild. We were discussing this last week. Really? You could talk, me into any of these teams, Richmond, St. Louis, uh, Dayton. Uh, I think whoever comes out of the A-10 is definitely going. And you could, have, I mean, could look at, again, more than one bid out of the A-10 probably this year. But, uh, yeah, whoever comes out of that A-10 is, I mean, that's, that's a pretty good mid-major or whatever you want to call that conference. It's definitely up there. Yeah, they'll, they'll be battle-tested for sure. And then... Loyola right now is number 20 in the country. I think this Loyola team is better than the team that went to the final four uh, a few years ago. I, I know that's pretty exciting, man. It, it just, I mean, especially, you know, being, being from the Chicago area and seeing a, <laughs> seeing a, like a little small school like that and just build off of that title, that, that uh, final four run. That's exciting stuff. I love seeing, that's what college of basketball is really about. You know, is is, you can you make a Final Four run, and it just completely, you know, rejuvenates a, a, a program. And Drake is another one you could potentially look at two out of the Missouri Valley. Uh, UC Santa Barbara has a good team this year. I saw they were getting some votes this past week. And Winthrop, Belmont, uh, there are a few others here. But, yeah, no, this is, I mean, again, this is such a year right now where nobody looks unbeatable even gonzaga you could talk about gonzaga you could talk about michigan uh i mean i probably i mean i like those teams at the top quite a bit but i do think we're setting up here for potentially a very wild tournament yeah i i agree i think this i think this is gonna be a year with a lot of upsets actually i think it's gonna be <laughs> yeah. it's all just a lot of drama come march <laughs> San Diego State did move up to number 19. Loyola is number 20. So, hey, pretty good year for these uh, these smaller programs. Yeah, really. <laughs> we haven't talked about it yet, but Baylor suffered their first loss of the season. 71 Kansas on Saturday, I believe. I didn't get to see any of it because I was uh, driving all day that day. But Baylor's first loss, they're now 18-1, and one, and they dropped down all the way from 2-3. to three. How Oh, how horrible is that? <laughs> Baylor, yeah, I mean, I, they, this is what we talk about. This is the, the opportunity to get a loss out of your system and see what you're made of and if you can uh, right the ship come uh come the tournament conference tournament next week yeah they're they're a really good basketball team but i mean they've i think they i think they just kind of you know lost their focus with that uh with that covid that covid break they took they're off for what like 20 days or yeah. 20 days or something like that and then came back and played a uh, two-win arizona state and ex- two-win arizona state took them down to the wire arguably the worst team in in uh you know in the power five conferences and so I think they're a team, you know, that's just that it's kind of like a Gonzaga, you know, just looking a little, looking a little too far ahead to the tournament. Still got to find their focus, but they're a team I'm not really worried about. They're a really good basketball team and, uh, you know, should be a one seed and, and I'm, I'm not worried about them. How are you feeling about Kansas at this time? Because it's really, I, it seems like it's really coming together for them right now. Yeah, it does. I, I, I'd like to see them 
you know, get a get a decent seed and and kind of. I'd like to see one. You know, the Duke, Michigan State, Kentucky, Kansas. It's it, you, you got to have at least one of those that in in the term that's a legitimate threat. So I'm glad to see Kansas. Yeah. Kansas, you know, finally step up. Yeah, Kansas now number thirteen in the country. They went from being a top five team in the preseason to unranked. And now storming back up and <laughs> coming together now nicely for the Kansas Jayhawks. It'll be again. It depends on who you play, and we talk about it all the time. It's about matchups, who you play, and when you play that team. But things are coming through nicely for them right now. Yeah, yeah, no, they really are. Another team that has been on fire lately that nobody's talking about. Do you have a guess who I'm going to mention here, Jake? Purdue Boilermakers? <laughs> I wasn't going to mention Purdue, but you, you can talk about Purdue for a second here. No, who, who are you talking about, Jack? <laughs> the Arkansas Razor. Oh, the Razorbacks. Yeah. Yes, and they they might get potentially a three or a four seed. Yeah, I saw that. That's pretty shocking, to be honest, because I'm not going to lie. I, I was, you know, Arkansas wasn't even really on my radar and then kind of just came out of nowhere, so... It's exciting to see. I love seeing you know programs like that who who aren't basketball schools, SEC schools that you know just kind of come out of nowhere and and you know have a good year. Maybe hopefully build off that and, and the program takes a step forward. Yeah, Eric Musselman coming over from Nevada. He's done a fine job. This is only I believe year two for him at Arkansas. It might be year three. I'm not sure. It feels like he just got there. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, year two. Year, year two. Yeah, they're now 19-5 and five this year, and they are they won again on Saturday, 83-75 over LSU. Yeah, good, good for them, man. That's exciting to see. I like that Arkansas team. It'll be, again, we got to see who uh, who's matching up with who. But, hey, you and I talked about, talking about, well, this is Alabama's got a basketball, basketball in college hoops this year. They're the number 18-6. and six. But to tell the truth, they're one of the teams that I'm a little, I don't have too much confidence in. They're for, for a team that um, I can't say I've watched too much. Um, um, I, haven't, <laughs> I haven't, to be honest, I haven't really paid too much attention to SEC basketball, you know, with, with Kentucky not, not being too great. Tennessee's, you know, not elite like, like they have been some years. And so I haven't watched too much. Um, you know, it's, it, it's, it's, a, it's a conference that, that can that every year will produce a, a new, you know, a, a new program that kind of just breaks out, and, and I like to see that. And, True. And, and I, yeah, I haven't, I haven't watched too much though, Jack. <laughs> well, I apologize for putting you on the spot, but Alabama. The thing with them is they're a little bit like the Golden State Warriors circa 2015, where they're this team that shoots a lot of threes and they shoot it well. But, and that's not something that everyone does. Now, that is a trend that's moving a little more into college basketball right now. They are sort of the poster child for that three three ball, three and D or whatever you want to call it. Uh, spacing and pacing, whatever you want to call it. They shoot a lot of threes and they're the poster child for that this season. The problem is, however, and I saw it, I think it was... Can't remember if they lost that game to Oklahoma. I think they did. But some of these games that they've lost, it's a product of, hey, you can't shoot the lights out every single night. And in the NBA, when you play a seven-game series, you can afford to have some games where you're not 
shooting and you're not hitting those shots. You're not hitting the three ball. Three ball's not going to fall every single game. And when you live and die by the three ball in a single elimination tournament, I think that's a dangerous territory to be in. Yeah, it is definitely a dangerous territory to be in. I, I completely agree with that. Um, teams like that, though, I, I tend to pick them. You know, I, I tend to, to if, if they're hot, if, if they, you know, if they win SEC tournament and um, or it goes to the SEC championship, and you know they're shooting well, they're going to be a team that's definitely on my radar because because teams like that, you know, if if you get a hot team that shoots shoots the three ball real well in the tournament, they're going to be a really tough team to beat. But like you said, they're also you know, it's, it's a recipe for an upset. So if, if they, you know, first, even first round, if they're just not shooting well and they they play a mid-major who is shooting well, it's going to be a, it's going to be a long day. Elsewhere in the SEC, and we won't spend too much here in the SEC, uh, knowing what I know now about you at the SEC, <laughs> but no, there, there really isn't a whole lot else uh, newsworthy from the past weekend. However, Tennessee who was number 25 last week, they've since fallen out of the polls, lost a game on the road at Auburn, 77-72. Bruce Pearl has, I think he's beaten Auburn six out of the last eight, or he's beaten Tennessee, his former the former team that he coached. And unfortunately, they had to force him out due to some of the scandals, everything going on there. But he's actually been racking up the wins against Tennessee. Yeah, and, and they're not a good team this year. I actually have watched a couple Auburn games. Yeah, they're not. And yeah, there's a reason they self-imposed a postseason ban on themselves this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they, I mean, they were going to sniff it anyway. But, uh, but yeah, no, Tennessee, like like I just said, you know, they're not they're not elite level like they like they have been in in some of these recent years. Yeah, and, the Admiral uh, Schofield teams. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, a, a tough a loss to. To Auburn, you know, keep keep racking those losses of Auburn up, and that's that's never good news. <laughs> yeah, but hey, good good for Auburn. I mean, when you're not really playing for anything, you're not having a good team. Anytime you beat a 25 top 25 ranked opponent, that's obviously something to uh, to celebrate. It gives the fans something and the students something to be a little happy about, I guess. Yeah, play a little spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> so. Another team that's really cooled off, and <laughs> no pun intended considering the unfortunate set of circumstances in the state of Texas, but <laughs> the I, I really did not mean to do that. It's not something to joke about. <laughs> but Texas, they, they dropped another one on Saturday, and hey, the Big 12, Big 12's a really good conference this year. Big 12, I put it, number two behind the Big Ten this year, and I don't think that there's really an argument for another number two conference at this time, but Texas lost uh, another one. This is now their fifth of their last eight. They're, they dropped to 14-7, and seven, and yet they still aren't really moving down in the rankings at all, which is a little, little interesting there, but Tech beats them 68-59. Yeah, they're, they're a team that I... So I, I used to be... a. Uh... A big Texas Longhorns football fan, actually. Oh. <laughs> they've, they've got, yeah, the Colt McCoy days, man. Oh yeah, but uh, but uh, so they've always they've got a little special soft spot in my heart. I mean, Texas, regardless of what sports playing, baseball, football, basketball, I'm I'm always rooting for them. So I was actually you know excited to see see this team have some uh, 
has some legit potential going into the year and, and early in the season, especially. But yeah, you're right. It's been it's been a rough uh, rough second half of the season, and and they're a team that you know still should get in and still should be a threat. And but it, it it seems like that that you know they, if they're getting cold at the at the at the wrong time, it's that just smells you know first round upset. Yeah, and Oklahoma, who is a team that was in trending in the opposite direction they had been on fire they actually lost their last two games they lost a an ugly one to kansas state this past week which is not a good that's a that's a bad loss very bad (laughs) (laughs) oklahoma dropped two games this past week they had been on fire prior to that and uh they in addition to that bad kansas state loss this past week they lost a thriller in overtime on saturday versus oklahoma state yeah, they're they're another team. I actually think you know is is a risky pick in March. Um, they you know they could. I, I think they're a team with a lot of upside. I think they could you know make a make a pretty deep run. But they've been really streaky this year, so I think they're definitely a team that could you know be a potential first upset or a second round upset. So I, I I'd be I'd keep them on on the watch. Yeah, I they're a lot of fun to watch though. They're such a fun team to watch because they go they play the small ball thing. They can like this game. They put up ninety points. So yeah, I, I I'm not. I I don't really know what to make of them. Again, it depends on the matchups. But they've been at the, at the very least, they've been a fun story this year. Yeah, no doubt. And I think the whole I think the Big Twelve Conference in general this year has been a really good story. Yeah, and there's definitely a lot of teams in there. You know, I I could see you know one or two Big Big Twelve teams making the making the Final Four, Whew. just because it's. It's a conference with a lot of upside, Jack. I'm actually kind of a big Big 12 fan this year. Oh, that's good. It's my it's my Longhorns, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, Oklahoma State with that victory, they moved to 16 and six on the season. Oklahoma State, they're now the 17 team in the country, so they went from being unranked to 17. They also have one of the best players in the country in Cade Cunningham. When you have, as you mentioned similar to what Illinois has with Desunmu, when you have a guy running him that you can ride and you can go on a run, I mean, that, that makes this team dangerous. Yeah, no, I agree. I, that they're a team that I'm definitely going to, I'm definitely going to be picking him to go pretty far just because that whole, you know, the star power thing, when you have the best player in the country, arguably, it just, you know, it speaks volumes to what you can do in, in, in a single elimination tournament. When when he gets hot, you can beat anyone. Yeah, Cade Cunningham, by the way, in that game, 40 points, 11 rebounds. <laughs> he, he's incredible. <laughs> okay, so you mentioned potentially having two Big 12 teams in the Elite Eight Final Four. Which two do you like the most? Whew, that's a good question. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, say um, Oklahoma State. They're, they're, uh, I hate to I hate to be generic here, but <laughs> probably, probably Baylor, Oklahoma State, maybe Baylor, Kansas, maybe even just Kansas, Oklahoma State. Out of those three teams, I I think you've got a you've got three teams with a lot of upside. You know, Kansas is Kansas. Um, I haven't watched too much of Kansas this year. I've watched a couple games, but but they, it seems like they still you know got plenty of talent on the on the court, and obviously Baylor's got. You know, plenty of talent. They're one of the best teams in the conference. It'll be a popular, popular Final Four pick. But then Oklahoma State's got what got my recipe. My recipe is star power in the, in the tournament. You know, three point shooting and just a, a guard who can who can control control the game in the last two minutes and and get you a bucket when you need a bucket. Yeah, I like them a lot too. And we haven't even mentioned 
West Virginia, for that matter. I always I forget. know. I, I, do you forget, I like Jake? Do you forget they're in the Big Twelve sometimes because we've <laughs> changed so many of these conferences. West Virginia and the Big Twelve is the one that I always seem to forget more than any other one. <laughs> yeah, it just demographically, it doesn't, or geographically, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. But West Virginia, I mean, again, you could talk me into really any of these teams. Whereas I think with the Big Ten. There is a little more clarity as to those top couple teams at the top. I mean, you got Michigan, Iowa, Ohio State, Illinois, and then I think there's a gap between those and everyone else. Uh, and they're good teams. We we already talked about the Big Ten. Whereas with the Big Twelve, you have Baylor, and then really like six different teams that kind of ishmash into each other. That I don't know how or where to project them yeah no you're you're definitely right i mean baylor's definitively the best team in that conference and then and then after that yeah yeah you know west virginia kansas oklahoma state oklahoma and texas they're all all pretty good teams and all teams that they're gonna have a chance in the tournament they're gonna have a chance to do some damage so, so that's why i say you know big 12 i could see maybe one or two final four teams just because you know oklahoma maybe they get a hot and and make a run you just you just never know. Yeah, you never know. We'll move over to a few of these other conferences, just talk about everything else going on from the weekend. The ACC does not have a top 10 ranked team right now. I, I want to fact check that. Yeah, they do not have a top 10 team in the country right now. Florida State is their highest ranked team at number 11. What do you make of the ACC this year, Jake? Yeah, it's it's so weird because uh, what two years ago ACC ACC was you know far and away the best conference in college hoops and I don't know I mean so it was like it. it was very top heavy it didn't have the depth I never they never really have a lot of depth whereas like Big East Big Twelve Big Ten top to bottom typically deeper conferences but you could make that argument I mean a lot of people yeah. said it was the best at the time yeah no no doubt and I'm, I'm just speaking to you know the the, the the four teams in that conference, you know, two years right. ago, Virginia, Virginia was a one seed, you know, Duke Carolina were at their, at their peak. Clemson was a really good three team. one seeds two years ago. Yeah. That's, that's insane. <laughs> but, uh, but I don't know. I mean, they're, they're a conference that, that I just don't really know what to make up of it. You know, Duke's sitting there at nine and seven in the conference and it's a bad conference. So like, is it really a bad conference or is it just, you know, kind of everyone's, you know, kind of decent. But I don't think that's necessarily the case. I think I think this is just a, an off year for them. I do like Florida State, but I'm not necessarily sold on them. After that loss to to North Carolina, I just I, I just didn't really like what I what I saw in the in the stretch of that game. And Virginia is a team I think you know, I think could do some damage or a team in the tournament that I, that I usually tend to like because they're such a good defensive team. And um, yeah. but other than that, I mean, other than Florida State and Virginia just not a, not another team and they're gonna you know be really high on going to the tournament so north carolina won that game at home i believe that was on saturday 78 70 yep do you think that win puts north carolina into the tournament um i think i i think it gives them a really good shot i think they're gonna have to play their yeah i think they're gonna have to play their way into the tournament through the acc tournament um i, I think they're gonna have to you know win two or three games in the acc tournament and if they go to the semis, you know, close loss in the semis to a, you know, to a Virginia or a Florida State, or you know, if they if they go to the ACC tournament, then I expect them to be in there. 
um, they're, they're North Carolina too, you know, so, so that, <laughs> right. that that's got to count for something. Okay. Over to the big East Villanova suffered a bad loss yesterday. And this is where we love having these triple headers on CBS. It's so fun. You just camp out in front of the, in front of the TV, you get on the couch for three, three straight games. The first one yesterday, Villanova lost to Butler at Butler. Butler had some fans there. It was a cool little atmosphere. Butler's not a very good team this year. They're in a below 500 team. They won that game 73-61. Villanova moves now to 15-4. and They dropped to number 10 in the country. What are your thoughts on Villanova, Jake? Um... I've only watched maybe one Villanova game this year, but I'll give you, you know, a general, general thoughts here. So, <laughs> well, Jake, there really I, haven't been too many. The Big East, it's a rebuilding year for the Big East across yeah, the board. Big yeah. East was awesome last year. This year, it's really tough to gauge how good these teams, uh, how good Villanova is, considering their competition. Yeah, exactly. That's I mean, that's what I was gonna say. Just Villanova, you know, the team that I'll, I'll usually always have some confidence in going into March, but. This year, I just don't think the Big East was very good. I mean, I don't know. There, there's just not you know any any second the like Creighton's second ranked team in that in that conference right now. I've I've watched actually a decent amount of UConn games and they don't impress me really much at all. And, and they're number three in that conference. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not going to be a guy who's really picking picking Nova, you know, to go far unless they walk through the Big East tournament and you know they catch fire. So, so I'm not, I'm not really too crazy about any of these teams, the big 10, if I'm being honest, or the big <laughs> East, if I'm being honest. Yeah. It really depends on, again, the matchups. It's really big on the matchups. Who is playing who at what time they have a good, they have a good team though. I mean, with Colin Gillespie, Jeremiah Robinson, Earl, Justin Moore, Jermaine Samuels, Caleb Daniels, that that's a really good starting five i mean that's as good as really anyone has this year but i i I do yeah i really gotta see who they're playing before i depend before i like am able to project where they go now obviously that's that's the case for everybody but it's funny because whenever i feel like villanova plays a big game that i tune over and watch whether it was primetime game on cbs on sunday or the creighton game a couple weeks ago they they never look good when Jack is watching Jake. <laughs> <laughs> that's that, that's interesting you say because I've got a couple teams that are you know the same way just always. Oh yeah, always like who? <laughs> um, oh God, well uh, Oklahoma is actually one because <laughs> I actually uh, I actually threw a couple. I was, I was doing a little bit of little bit of betting on Oklahoma, and, and whenever I'd watch, you know, you know, they'd win, they'd win their games, and then whenever I'd, I'd be, or whenever I'd, whenever I wouldn't watch, they'd always, they'd always hit, and then whatever, <laughs> whenever, yeah, whenever I'm watching the games, they're just, you know, not playing well, so it happens. But, <laughs> but, uh, but back to Villanova, you know, another thing with them too is they've got a coach that I really trust, yeah, and that's another thing, you know, in, in these in these tournament games. It always like typically will come down to the wire, and when you've got a coach like Jay Wright, then it just you know adds a couple extra brownie points to a team like that. So they're a team that you know I, I think could do damage. It got a veteran presence in Colin Gillespie, and you know a great elite coach, and so I, I wouldn't be surprised. 
Yeah, it's it's crazy. So I, as we were talking Big East, I started thinking, and you talking about good coaches. I started thinking about Mac McClung, who made the move from Georgetown to Tech this year, and we didn't really talk about Tech in the Big Twelve, but they're they're another one of those teams that could really go on a deep run. They've done it a couple times now. Yeah, I actually I actually love Mac McClung, so I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> but I lo- I loved my Georgetown. Yeah, but um, but yeah, no, Tech's like a team that that I actually be really excited to see them, um, you know, do some damage because because like I said, I love Mac McClung and uh, Chris Beard as much as I hate him, I love, <laughs> I love watching I love watching him coach and he's a really fiery guy, fiery guy. So so I'd enjoy seeing them. Creighton, another one. This is Creighton's a team that I always feel like is a little slept on. They're typically really good and not talked about a whole lot killed Villanova a couple weeks ago, but they suffered a, a not great loss this past week at Xavier this over the weekend. They lost uh, 77-69. Yeah, Creighton's a team I'm actually, I've actually always kind of, you know, had a little bit of a soft spot for. I love Doug McDermott. I actually, I think in, in that Doug McDermott senior year, I had them going, I think I had them going like a championship or something. Ridiculous, they lost in like the second round. But I've always, I've always liked Creighton, you know, can't say I've watched any Creighton games this year, unfortunately. <laughs> but, but but they're a team that I'll definitely be rooting for. And USC moving over to our final, uh, really the final conference to discuss today. Pac-12. I mean, we've touched on everything in the last hour. This has been great, Jake. Yeah. <laughs> the Pac-12 USC, who last week Andrew and I were saying this is a good team. They they're a good team. They were, I believe, 17 last week, but they lost, I think, both their games this past week. It, it, it may have been, I, I know they've lost three of their last four, and they lost to Utah over the weekend. Utah's not very good this year. I was feeling a lot better about USC a week ago. Let's just, I'll just say that, Jake. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I, I can respect that. A team, uh, USC, I mean, I've, I've watched maybe like two games this year. You know, a good team doesn't, they don't jump off the... Yeah, they're a good team. Yeah, don't jump off the table to me or anything like that. But the Pac-12 this year, I think, actually has some, some nice, decent sleeper teams. I think Colorado's, yeah. a, Colorado's actually a team that I'm I'm pretty intrigued by. You know, they're uh, by far just not a basketball school by any means, and, and <laughs> they're, they're seeming to have a nice year and on a nice three Are they really a school for any sport, Jake? <laughs> <laughs> for hiking and skiing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but, but yeah they're a team that you know a little three-game win streak right now if they can catch some fire going into the pac-12 tournament they're a team that i might have uh you know winning two games in the tournament uh jake i'm glad you mentioned the colorado buffaloes because they were one of the teams that beat usc this past week and they beat them pretty handily 80 to 62 that was uh the 25th so i, I think that was wednesday night they beat USC pretty significantly. They moved into the top twenty-five this uh, today as well, Jake. Yeah, I, I saw that. That's why. I, that's why I wanted to touch on them real quick. <laughs> so it's an exciting time to be a Colorado Buffalo. <laughs> Very exciting, and <laughs> yeah, you mentioned Oregon sit hovering around the bubble. Stanford on the bubble. Uh, UCLA is actually in first place in the Pac-12, which. You talk about these blue blood traditional great programs. To have UCLA back at the top of the Pac-12 is very good for college basketball, in my opinion. 
very adjust. Well, it's been, I mean, in our lifetime, we've really only seen a couple good UCLA teams even. That's kind of... They had you know, the three-year run in yeah. 06 through 08 where they went to the final four three straight years. They really did it with different teams because they had Aaron Aflalo and they had the 08 team with Westbrook and Kevin Love, which was two one-and-done guys. That was when Ben Howland was coaching the team and... Yep. Unfortunately, that didn't last uh, too long. So as a kid, I thought this is UCLA basketball. They have so much history. They had the first ever dynasty really in college sports with uh, what Coach Wooden had created way back in the 60s and the 70s. So I thought as a kid, I grew up thinking UCLA they're supposed to be good every year. And they, they, I still think that's the standard, even though they've slipped. So Mick Cronin coming in now in his second year and getting UCLA back up to the top of the Pac-12, that's uh, I mean, that's exciting, I think. Yeah, no, I, I could agree more. That's what, you know, it's a, like you said, it's great for college basketball to see these, these powerhouses that, you know, the last 10 years they've been, They've been pretty bad. I mean, besides the you know Lonzo Ball <laughs> year and and uh, oh yeah, yeah, and a couple of guys on that team that I'm forgetting right now. But um, but yeah, they <laughs> they've, they've been pretty bad, and that's a that's a school that you know is is a traditional powerhouse. And so, like you said, it's just awesome to see that you know Mick Cronin. I'm I'm a, I'm a fan, and so good for him. I'm I'm glad to see UCLA back up there. Yeah, that was with uh, Coach Alford, Steve Alford, and his son, Bryce Alford, Zach yep. Levine, uh, TJ Leaf. They had some really good players, but they weren't really getting anywhere in the tournament. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, they had the whole ball scenario with the second <laughs> ball brother that got arrested in China. And yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but look out for Saturday. One of the This is going to be, if you're... Big-time college basketball fan, you should be excited for this game. Saturday at 4 p.m. Eastern time, UCLA versus USC. It's a it's a big-time game for both these teams. Anytime you have these two teams meeting, whether it's football, basketball, baseball, and it means something, that's, again, that's another thing that's really good for this sport. It's really good for college sports to have these two being relevant. Oh, no doubt. I mean, yeah, such, such like, you know, powerhouse schools just – just in terms of, you know, their brand and everything. So, so yeah, you're completely right. All right, Jake. So the Missouri Valley Conference Tournament begins this week. We have a lot of conference tournaments actually getting going at the mid-majors. What are you watching for this week, looking ahead at the schedule? If you need a second to take a look at the no. schedule, take your time. No, no, all good. I'm actually, uh, I actually love the conference tournament, the mid-major conference tournament. And I love how it's, you know, a week, week or so before because uh, you know it just really gets you in yeah. that and really gets you started. But um, but I'd like to see. I think Drake. Um, I think Drake. You know, I I don't know what you think about this, but I think they could get an at large bid. But I'd like to see them just yeah. Take, take, I'd like to see them just take care of business. They uh they, so they've actually got four region guys. They've got um two guys from Maryville, I believe, one from East Chicago, and another I want to yep. say from from Hammond. But uh but yeah, they're they're one of their point guards, DJ Wilkins. He actually played quarterback versus me in uh, Maryville and Drain in a little high school football rivalry. So, so they're, they're a team that I like to root for. They were in Valpo's conference, you know, my freshman year playing football and everything. 
So so I'll be watching some Drake basketball this weekend, uh, rooting for them. That's awesome. I yeah, I went to the Drake Valpo game at Valpo. This was three weeks ago now. And Jake, there are no fans allowed. It's only friends and family. And I'm a friend of uh, some of the coaches at Valpo. So they hooked me up. I got to go to a oh, game. Nice. Unfortunately, though, with all those guys from Drake being from the area, they seem to show out and be much louder than the Valpo families that came out to the game. So it felt like Drake <laughs> had a home field advantage on that. New, it felt like, I mean, it's like neutral court already with no real fans, but with yeah. Drake's, uh, with all those guys from the region, their families coming out to that game, it, it was a Drake home court. Oh yeah, no, I, I, <laughs> I, I would imagine. I mean, they've, they've definitely got their, uh, they've definitely got their fan base here. <laughs> But no, I, I think ideally, Jake, what I would love to see is I would love to see the Valparaiso Valpos. Uh, they're, they're no longer the Crusaders. They're the Valparaiso <laughs> yeah. Valpos. The Valparaiso Valpos, I would love to see them make a run, win the conference tournament, and then Loyola and Drake get at large bids. That would be the perfect scenario. But I think, unfortunately, if someone other than Loyola or Drake were to win this conference tournament, I think that Drake would end up getting bounced. I think Loyola would get that at large. I don't think they're going to give two at large, unfortunately. Yeah, I agree with you. That's that's just you know the nature of the beast. If if one of these, if you don't know if Alparezo, if they go and uh and you know steal one of these bids from from Loyola or Drake, then then you're right, it's probably going to get bounced. So so I, I'd lo- I'd love hey Jack, I'd love to see Vuckle make a run. I, I'm absolutely rooting for it, but uh, <laughs> but I'm not I'm I'm not going to bank on it. And, <laughs> and I'll be rooting for Drake and Loyola too. I like both these teams. I I'd like to see them, you know, both get in and both both maybe make a run. Yeah, for those that don't know, Jake went to Valpo for a year and transferred to Purdue. So I'm glad that you still have somewhat of a tie to Valpo and you still want to see them do well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's my hometown <laughs> too. Hey, so so I uh, got to root for him. I just love to see for Valpo. It'd be great to just win a couple games. Get back to this year. They don't have to play four as they they had the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday run. This time they get to Friday. I think is their first game, so they play three games in a row. If they could win Friday, Saturday, and get to the Missouri Valley Conference Championship and lose that game. It would be super fun to have them playing in that conference title game once again. It'd be two years in a row, and they'd be laying groundwork very nicely for next year. Yeah, you know, get the get the program back to where they were, you know, a couple of years ago before they uh when they were in the Horizon League dominating. Yeah. So yeah, no, I, I'd love to see that. Yeah, but in it would be good to get Drake and Loyola both in the tournament. So. If you're a fan of mid-majors and you want to see the best mid-majors playing in March, you you want to see, ideally, Drake and Loyola playing in the conference title game and it being relatively close and then the loser of that game getting the at-large. I think that would be... And there's a better chance of Loyola getting an at-large. So if Drake were to win this conference tournament, that'd be good. You could get both of them in. Yep, that's 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 my that's what I'm kind of hoping for here. Is I know Loyola would get the at-large, so <laughs> unless you know someone like a Valpo came and but but I'd like to see Drake win it. Loyola get that large, and 
and both of them, you know, secure their spot in. So in addition to that, we've got Oklahoma and Oklahoma State tonight. That should be a good one. We've got Baylor and West Virginia tomorrow, number three versus number six. That's the opportunity for Baylor to fend off a really good team and uh, bounce back from that loss. We've got Illinois and Michigan on Tuesday night. There's some really good games coming up this week, Jake. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Purdue most- and Wisconsin on Tuesday. Yeah, that's a huge one. If Purdue wins that game, then we should we should get the double bye because we've uh yeah we, uh, we've got we got Wisco and then we've got IU at home and and I mean eight straight W's versus IU. I, I, I'm not too worried about that one, but uh <laughs> but yeah no that'd be real exciting get get a double bye with this young core and uh, you know. I actually, I think I said this on the last pod, so I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself, Jack, but, but there's a very credible uh, <laughs> um, college basketball guy. I don't want to say Lenardi, but it might have been Lenardi. But he said that uh, Purdue should be a top five team entering next year. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't I don't disagree with that. I mean, there, there's 100% a case for that. We've got Creighton and Villanova on Wednesday. And then there, once again, it's like, any night in the Big 12, you're going to have some really good matchups. Oklahoma State, Baylor on Thursday. We've got Michigan State, Michigan. Uh, one of those games that's real big for Michigan State, and that will be on Thursday night as well. We've got Oklahoma, Texas, the Red River Rivalry Showdown. Uh, basketball edition. That should be a good one. And then uh, I'm excited for that UCLA-USC game on Saturday. I mean, there are a lot of others I'm not even mentioning, but yeah, that's, man. I think that's a pretty good sample size for what, oh. what people should watch this week. Oh, absolutely. It's it's an exciting week, and, I mean, this is such an important week for a lot of these teams too. So you're going to see a lot of uh, desperation basketball. <laughs> for sure, Jake. Well, this was a lot of fun. I'm sure we'll be talking again during the NCAA tournament. I'm going to need a lot of help because I'm going to be podcasting on every single round of the tournament. So I'm going to need uh, folks to step in and help me recap these rounds. So hopefully we can uh, hook hook up for one of those uh, one of those recaps, Jake. Oh, I'd love to be back on, Jack. It's always a pleasure being here. Oh, always a lot of fun. And I know <laughs> get some good reviews on Apple Podcasts now that you were on. I was begging the listeners before I brought you on. I was begging people to subscribe and leave a five-star rating and review. And since you were on, I know we had the last time you were on, some people were like, ooh, Jake Poliga's back. When's Jake Poliga coming back on? I like that guy. I, I did get a couple of texts about that. So good chance of get our reviews now on apple pod oh yeah that's that, that's exciting man I'll, i'm happy to come on at any time anything you'd like to plug or promote uh on your twitter hand you want to throw out your twitter handle or anything of that nature um, um no no i mean i'm like i said like i said before not a not a huge twitter guy i'll throw out my my, my share of tweets there but you know it's mostly just phillies <laughs> phillies pretty basketball stuff so i don't need to clog anyone's anyone's feed with that but uh but yeah just I, i'll I'll uh, I'll do my best, you know, sharing the pot around, and you're doing great stuff here. So I'll definitely, uh, you know, definitely do a little marketing for you. <laughs> awesome, thanks a ton, Jake. Yeah, people, subscribe, share the show, get it, Paramount Plus. We got lots of fun stuff coming up. Yeah, my last thing I want to know, I've got my NL West preview dropping later this week that I recorded with Michaela Perkins. My question for you is: Padres or Dodgers? 
Hey Jack, I'm taking the Padres this year. <laughs> I think I, I, I think the Dodgers are gonna, you know, have a little bit of that World Series hangover, and I think the Padres' rotation is just incredibly deep. You know, six start, six legitimate starters, and uh, you know, I, I love their lineup. And obviously, the Dodgers, the Dodgers. But I think that, I think the Padres got a real shot this year, and I'm gonna pick them. I'm gonna. You know, go out, go a little outside the box. Michaela and I had a pretty heated debate over the topic, and we both were firmly in one camp. Um, and it got contentious. No, it didn't. Michaela, Michaela and I had fun. <laughs> we we politely disagreed with each other as uh, as always, and it's better when people disagree. So uh, you yeah. guys are gonna want to check that out with the Dodgers or the Padres and find out which which camp I'm in for that. Mm, all right, all right, Jack. Good stuff, Jake. Thanks for coming on. Uh, We'll talk soon. Yeah, of course, man. You're the best. Appreciate it. All right, folks. That does it for my conversation with Jake Poliga. A lot of fun talking college basketball with him today. If you guys don't want to miss out on any stuff that we have coming up on the show, make sure you subscribe to the Jack Vita Show, wherever it is that you get your podcasts. You can get in touch with me on Twitter and Instagram at Jack Vita Show youtube.com slash Jack Vito. Once again, podcasting through every single round of the NCAA tournament, including a live show on Selection Sunday that'll be on Facebook and YouTube. More information to come next week. I'll have more information for you all so you don't miss out on that. Really excited to go live on Selection Sunday for the first time. In addition to all of our March Madness coverage, we have Five more division previews coming out soon. The National League West is on deck. That'll be out sometime this week. I recorded that with Michaela Perkins, so make sure you guys subscribe and you don't miss out on that episode coming out very soon. Until our next show, I'm Jack Vita. Bring in the dancing lobsters. <laughs> <laughs>